G'day, my name's Eero. Welcome to episode 54 of my podcast, which I call Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast. Now, I'm not a judgy person. I think, well, I think I have been guilty of judging a book by its cover and only choosing the book if it looks cool. Uh, Same goes for DVDs and VHS videos back in the day. But generally, um, I wouldn't consider myself a judgy type person. However, I was very judgy when it came to MDF terrain kits. You know, the buildings and things that you can get there, laser cut. Very judgy indeed. And you know what, guys? I was completely wrong. Pick up the brushes, pick up the paints, pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for... The Imperial Orc Podcast. So episode 54 is about my foray into MDF kits. I came up with an idea of having a pirate island, doing a pirate island project probably about two or three years ago now, and I've painted a total of three miniatures for it. (laughs) When I first had the idea though, I acquired a whole bunch of miniatures and ships and uh, and buildings. Now I went down the MDF um, path for the buildings because there were some really nice looking ones that I saw online, nice designs and things like that. Um, got them and they arrived and they were flat packed and they looked cheap and nasty and fiddly. There were no instructions and I slowly but surely lost interest. So like many other kits and bits and bobs I've acquired over the years, they uh, were tucked away into a darkened, shadowy, cobwebby corner of my fungeon slash hobby room and pretty much forgotten about. Uh, Well, saved for a rainy day, but yeah, there's been a lot of rainy days since getting them. Anyway, um, recently I decided I wanted to do a, uh, a Wild West project called Coffinwood, and it's basically, I'll get into it over the next coming episodes, but I'm writing the rules, which is fairly new to me, and uh, yeah, and it's just a Wild West setting, nothing too original, but I'm doing a, like a little town that's going to be called Coffinwood. Oh, I think the police are after me. I oh, know it's the fire brigade this time. Um, Oh, they're actually coming into where I'm sitting, are they? No, okay. Things are just getting too hot in the Eero studio here, guys. Uh, uh, anyway, I, um, yeah, so so I, I've started this Wild West project, and again, I started looking at MDF kits. I've also ordered some uh, 3D printed buildings, which I'm very excited about getting, because I do love 3D printed stuff. I love hard, tangible, more detailed stuff but i also thought let's you know let's dig out some of the mdf buildings i already had plus get some more um and uh i'm very surprised and pleased to say that i got stuck in a couple of days ago and i had an absolute ball so in one sitting with these mdf kits i had a big pile next to me right had some a few hours to myself and thought yep i'll get stuck in now in one sitting I knocked out a general store, a bank, a sheriff's office, um, an outhouse, two little barns, and like a big two-story house as well. Oh, and a saloon, and a saloon as well. That's a lot. In, in probably roughly about three to three and a half hours, I knocked out all those buildings, and I was well impressed. 
Now, the first thing I noticed ripping off the shrink wrap of these uh, flat pack MDF kits was that there were no instructions in there. Now, that's okay because I don't, I think I might have mentioned before, I don't generally follow instructions anyway because I sort of do my own thing. But with this particular project, with Wild West buildings, I wasn't going to be turning them into some sci-fi uh, morphed thing. I, you know, I wanted it to look like a saloon. So I was pretty much just going to stick to what, it was meant to be so when there were no instructions i was like okay so i guess it's just you know do it all by eye now i can't say it was overly challenging it was pretty straightforward but when it came to do the um something a little bit more complicated which is the double story building like a big house like a like a farmstead type house a ranch house whatever you want to call it um, that was it definitely took more brain capacity than the other smaller buildings, that's for sure, because there were some fiddlier bits and pieces. Um, not everything sort of lined up as perfect as the smaller buildings did either, so I'm not sure if that was a manufacturing fault or just an Eero fault, but <laughs> I did have to manhandle some of the parts and basically sort of slam it against the table so it wedged into place because you've got these little nodules that stick out and like a dovetail joint almost if you're into carpentry it's almost like that um and they sort of slot together yeah some of those are a little bit out i'm not sure if it's just warped or what but i had to yeah like i said just slam it against the table and you sort of had to be firm but fair with these things so <laughs> not too aggressive but not too namby-pamby either in some of the kits, there were bits um, like on these flat pieces of MDF um, where I was like, I don't even know what that is. I had no clue and I built the building, say I built the saloon. I'm looking at these other extra bits and I'm like, well, okay, so I've built the inside bar. I've built a couple of tables and there was just these other extra bits that I was sort of scratching my head thinking, okay, I don't know, I don't know what they are. And because there were no instructions, I was like, well, well, if I don't need them, then I'll just chuck them or put them in my bits box. So that was a bit odd. Some of the YouTubes I watched, um, well, actually most of them used PVA glue, uh, being a wood glue, obviously suitable, um, and, and would use like lacquer bands to hold everything together. I just went with my standard super glue because I'm, I'm not the most patient of people when it comes to some things. Some things I'm very patient, like with children, but with um, putting, you know, MDF kits together. Nah, I just, you know, get them out, get them done. Um, so I super glued everything, which wasn't a problem until it was a problem. Uh, when, <laughs> when I did the, uh, the larger house, I'd stuck the second floor, sorry, the first floor um, on, and then I was like, oh, actually, I wanted to make that modular so I could, you know, do some gameplay inside the ground floor, if you follow me. So yeah, I had to quickly rip that apart, which did splinter a little bit, but then I fixed it up. So not the end of the world, just have to be a bit more thoughtful when I'm you know, using the super glue on MDF kits, I guess. I did make some alterations, uh, especially to the, the big house, um, so I could keep it modular because the way it was designed, the, the roof of the veranda locked into the first floor. So therefore you wouldn't have been able to lift that off to get into the ground floor. If you follow me with that as well, it's a bit hard to explain. So yeah, I had to cut off a few of those little nodule things just so I could, you know, slip the roof off 
easy enough. Um, I also uh, made some sort of uh, slap together some sort of furniture uh, for the bank. I think I did some for the general store as well, where, yeah, I just used some of the offcuts of the MDF um, kits, um, like the sprue, essentially some flat pieces to make like a counter for the bank which was uh, turned out pretty cool actually generally though i kept things pretty straightforward and how they were meant to be um now aesthetically i think that's what kind of put me off a little bit as well because like i said before with 3d printed and plastic kits and stuff like that and even metal uh or lead um you, you get more detail in things where the mdf they're so flat they're so almost two-dimensional you know there's not much in the way of any kind of texture um yeah they, they, and that was kind of off-putting everything was very straight and linear and and precision cut laser cut mdf and I'm, i mean that's what you're buying but uh, looking at it now everything's built it works definitely works um but i feel the need to give it some uh, texture, or not texture, uh, wear and tear, you know? Like I want it to look a little bit rougher. So I'm gonna be trying a few different options, uh, similar to what I did with the, uh, one of them being similar to what I did with the tree house for February, where I just basically um, spray painted everything black and then did a dry brush over the top of it with my preferred color. And therefore it ended up looking a lot more weathered now the difference being mdf is a a softer smoother shinier surface compared to the balsa wood that i used on uh, the treehouse so i'm not sure if that's going to give me any issues or whatnot but i i'm definitely going for more of a weathered patchy painted kind of look um, i'm also going to scuff up some of the edges and the walls and stuff like that as well um, probably just use a scalpel maybe a file some sandpaper you know just to give it a bit more of a worn weathered look those of you interested or uh, thinking to go down the MDF path, I would definitely encourage you. And the uh, kits that I use were from Tabletop Scenics, um, Sarissa, TT Combat, and Foreground. That's in the, as in the number four and then ground, one word. So yeah, go check them out and see what you think of their ranges. So my opinion on MDF terrain kits has completely changed. Now, in fairness, I didn't even give it a chance before I judged it. I was just thinking, oh, I just look. Like, like, I still feel that in comparison to the 3D printed terrain and plastic terrain, well, there is no comparison. Like, it's, you know, the plastic stuff is highly detailed, a lot more fun to paint, I imagine, and put together as well, maybe. But I don't know. There is something really quite charming about the MDF kits, and I think particularly when it comes to the wild west aesthetic because or theme because the buildings were a lot simpler you know they were just four walls and a window and a door uh in the in your stereotypical wild west town you know like some of the houses yes a little bit more ornate and um custom i suppose but the standard buildings like the general store and the haberdashery and the post office they were just really basic structures so i think the mdf kits suit that theme down to a t but looking at some of the science fiction you know options out there space stations and stuff like that i can see how the mdf kits could work as well but i i don't know i think for me because i'm generally going somewhere between wargaming and diorama 
I kind of want that extra detail in the terrain. I don't just want a building because it represents a building. Um, I don't want, you know, just a, uh, a ruler or a book to be, to act as a fence. I want an actual fence, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I don't know. I think because of my approach to things, that's why I, I tend to lean more towards the more detailed terrain. Would I use MDF kits again for other projects? Absolutely. Like definitely gonna use them for the pirate project that I mentioned earlier. Definitely gonna use them for that because there will be some simpler uh, building structures in that project uh, because again it suits the theme that I'm going for the era that I'm that I'm going for um, would I use it for other things like my Hellgate project 40k projects probably not because I really like all the other options out there available for those kinds of uh, games and themes and stuff like that so yeah but but I've, like I said I've got to say my mind has completely flipped I really really do like MDF kits they were fun I had a lot of fun putting them together and mucking around with them. And, and I, I also enjoyed the fact of how quickly I could knock them out. Like I said, it was like three and a half hours and I built like eight buildings or something, eight or nine buildings. And that's kind of cool because, yeah, most things aren't that quick. They can be very fiddly. Like when you're talking about painting miniatures, when you're talking about converting miniatures, uh, building a model plane, you know, like it, it, it can be quite fiddly and, and time consuming. So if you're limited with time and you just need to crank out some basic buildings for a up and coming game, take a look at some MDF kits. And I think you'll find that they're a lot of fun and easy to do. It's the Imperial Rebel Org Podcast. The hobby spotlight this week, folks, is on Curiboss or Curibos Painting. Dot com over on uh, WordPress, you can find it as well. Just type in Curibos Painting K U R I B O S Painting. Just type that in, you'll find him. This guy, he's a details man, and you know what? He takes his time with painting miniatures, and I don't mean that as a slant against him, I mean that's impressive because I don't think I've got the patience for that. I'm gonna try very much inspired by him i'm gonna try and choose a miniature that really speaks to me and just really take my time and blend colors more use a wet palette everything you know like really really take my time and you know what i still don't think i'll get anywhere near this guy's um, painting skill level um but yeah he's great he's a great painter he's just finished uh i think it's called draz which is a dark elder miniature the highlighting on this little figure is absolutely brilliant like it's so realistic so three-dimensional everything just pops as well it's not overdone it's subtle but it still speaks to you it's really really nice so definitely go and check it out uh, he also does other things like uh, reviews uh, games and um, paints all sorts of miniatures as well like not just uh, not just 40k stuff he's got seems to have an interest in just about everything to do with the hobby so yeah go check him out he's a really nice dude really easy to talk with if you start commenting with him um yeah go check it out curibo's painting hey out there this is mark a morin check out my instagram page at mark a morin 84 and if you really want some cool stuff check out my blog at markamorin.com i know you'll like it because you have impeccable and excellent taste because you're listening to the Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast. Stay tuned for more 
Madness from Euro. What have I been up to with the hobby? Well, I've had my little palate cleanser. I've already spoken about that. I did the um, a Stormtrooper Lego helmet. You can see that on Instagram, which is Imperial Rebel Orc. Go check it out. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun, actually. It was pretty straightforward. Um, just click, clack, and away I went. And yeah, it's really cool. It's probably about the size of my fist, maybe a little bit bigger. So a man's fist, a little bit bigger. Um, enjoyed that. Then I, yeah pretty much got stuck into coffin wood the palette cleanser was perfect for me i just couldn't go from the treehouse diorama which i fully immersed myself into then straight into another uh, medium-sized sort of project i needed that palette cleanser just to sort me out and then i was raring to go so as i mentioned all through this episode i got stuck into the buildings um i've already acquired a uh, a gaming mat a wild west gaming mat which looks awesome uh you can check out the recent posts that i did you can check it out on the instagram or you can go and check it out on imperialrebelorc.wordpress.com uh where i talk about the whole thing a little bit more uh yeah so i've made us made a start i've scratched the surface of what's going to be um i wouldn't say an epic well, it's not massive. It's not massive. It's it's a medium-sized project. A um, few more buildings to get, and I've got to paint everything. Um, there's quite a few miniatures for it. I'm aiming for about 80 miniatures, so that's up there, but it's not as big as like my medieval project where there's hundreds and hundreds of miniatures. Uh, <laughs> so I'm trying to stay focused with this one, guys. I know I've probably said that a gazillion times, but my new approach is... Um, to be a bit more smarter about how I tackle projects rather than just throwing myself in blindly and getting stuck in. That can be fun too, but I'm trying to have a bit more of a process. I'm trying to follow Mark A. Morin's lead and sort of go, well, okay, I'm going to start with this because I enjoy this, and then when I've reached this sort of milestone or this this goal, then I'm going to tackle this part of the project and basically just try and stay the course. If I need a break from it, then I'll paint something else like some Praetorian Guard, but then make sure I come back to it. So that's the goal, guys. That's where I'm at. Um, and I'm yeah, the main thing is I'm having fun. that's it for episode 54 thanks for sticking to the podcast i seem to be acquiring um the occasional new listener which is always exciting to me thank you very much guys for listening thank you for those who have just started listening and thank you to those old dogs that have been following right from episode one you know who you are guys thank you very very much i really really do appreciate it uh some of you may have noticed i'm not dropping an episode every friday anymore work has been quite ballistic and uh and just general life has been quite chaotic as well so rather than putting the pressure on myself of getting an episode done and dusted by friday i'm just gonna try and aim for once a week once a week to once every fortnight so the best way to keep following the uh the podcast is i think you can follow it or subscribe to it don't exactly know how that works i'm afraid but you're probably smarter than me and you'll be able to figure it out so then you get a notification in your emails or whatever you hear a little bling on your phone and you know that hey eros dropped another episode and you can quickly have a listen and enjoy the rest of your day um (laughs) so if you want to um give the podcast a review please do so because it definitely helps uh, what's the word? Elevate, I suppose, or make it more 
noticeable, I don't know, something to do with the algorithms, but it makes it go up some kind of invisible ladder where people go, they'll see it pop up as a suggestion. They go, what's this Imperial Rebel Orc podcast all about? Is it some kind of true crime or is it a political science show? And then they'll click on it, listen to it and go, I've got no idea what this guy's talking about. But, you know, his accent's kind of nice and kind of, uh, kind of interesting to listen to, so I'll give it another few episodes. Anyway, guys, that's me. That's episode 54. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in episode 55. See yous. You've been listening to The Imperial Rebel Podcast.